Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome back to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. What the frick is that? Don't they do dad jokes? Wait, there's a podcast? Yeah, there's a podcast, you numpty. It's the sports chat and debates for you and your mates. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. Are the umpires supposed to know their waist height or do they look at their pants? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is it babysitting when they're your kids? Um... No, <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know if you ever should be running the Bunnings test yeah, on any yeah. day, <laughs> let alone the first day. Oh, just a quick test for you. Yeah. Size 12 feet. <laughs> 14, actually, isn't it? Oh, okay. um, I actually was the one who did the home invasion. I think I'm going to be arrested when I get home. Get out! It's episode 103 of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And we are unfortunately without Andrew Goaty tonight. Uh, he has had to stay home on babysitting duties uh, and in his place because... Is it, sorry, is it babysitting when they're your kids? Um, no. <laughs> no, it's not. I think his actual baby is sick. So okay. I was trying to make it like not be as invasive as possible. But we might as well just give away his whole life skin. We'll okay. be pointing yeah, out. Right, um, yeah, sick baby. Uh, get well soon if you're listening good <laughs> life anyway um, we didn't want Haz to sit over there by himself so we've got Connor Mack he's uh, he's sitting in the hot seat he won't say that much I've got him on mute most of the time but Connor Connor just speaks so everyone knows you there hello okay yeah, yeah, nice. perfect that'll work Connor yeah. McKernan Ernie everyone Connor McKernan Ernie there he is McKinnerary <laughs> perfect and it is great to have you back at the podcast, bringing you the chat you'd expect to hear around the barbecue when you rack up your mandatory volunteer hours at your sporting club. Hopefully the chat this week is mildly more informed than your midweek social sport captain's halftime talks. Now I'm starting with a piece of audio that has been sent in to us by Amelia, or Meals on Wheels as we like to call her. We don't really know her, but uh, it's a blast from the past. Hey guys, so my weird dating experience that I thought I would share with you all one time we were on a first date and he asked if we could stop in at Bunnings and honestly, who wouldn't love a Bunnings snag date? But he happened to work at this Bunnings. He proceeded to take me around the whole store and introduce me to literally all of his co-workers and we all know that place is massive. When we finally left, without any snags I might add, we got back to the car and he goes, oh, well done, like you actually handled that really well. As if he was testing me or something and that he was surprised I passed. So it was pretty safe to say that things didn't quite work out with him. Mm, that is safe to say. Yeah. Mostly That's... the bunning snag situation. If you go in there, you need to at least be getting a snag. 
Yeah, I'm I'm baffled. I mean, well, I'm not baffled. I'm a vegan, I suppose. But like, it's not like they're too expensive or anything. It's not like what are they? It's pretty good value for money, yeah, actually, well, from what I recall. You think they'd have vegetarian snacks nowadays, wouldn't you, Bunnies? You would think, although I haven't checked. But <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I'm not a big Bunnings fan, to be honest. The place is too big. I get lost and. I have a great deal of reason to be going there. Yeah, well, I'm too useless around the house to have any find any value at Bunnings. Really, nothing. When, when you get I would, your own I house, know how to use anything. When you get yeah. your own house, you'll be going there all the time. Yeah, I'll let you know. Twenty five oh, years okay. should be good. Um, but yeah. yeah, that is odd behaviour, isn't it? Very strange. I, I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be running a test on your first date. I wouldn't have thought. I, mean, no. I haven't had too many first dates. I don't know if you ever should be running the Bunnings test yeah, on yeah, any yeah. date, <laughs> let alone the first date. I'll oh, just quick test for you. Yeah. All these people with Bunnings. Make sure you remember them. As old mate, he works in the fence industry. This guy is a bloody paint chooser. He will get you. Until I've been in there. <laughs> You know your way around Bunnings. He's a paint chooser. Paint specialist, chooser, guy. Anyway, has yeah. let me know if you need me to come down with you. Uh, but thank you, Amelia. That is fantastic. We love starting with a story. And it doesn't have to be us. It can be you guys as well. So hit us up on wegotthechocolates.com.au. Now, joke of the day, it was assigned to Goaty. He's not here. So that leaves us with one option. <laughs> Placement, Goaty. Connor, you've got the joke of the day. Yeah, Goaty, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay, so why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Who knows? Oh, oh he's got him. I'm just absolutely ambushing the joke. Can't the section. <laughs> well, you do it every week. I've ambushed him with my own joke. Nah, tell us. Because then it would be a foot. <laughs> Max, a good boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke, right? Not really. It's yeah, a great joke. It's <laughs> a quick disclaimer. I've done all the hard work there and found the joke. And, and by hard work, you mean I assume that's the first one that came up yeah, on Google. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great joke. Yeah. Look, I, I haven't had any nasal issues. I certainly don't have a 12 foot nose, but I have had some. You've got some 12 foot. Nope, nothing. Outside. Oh, size 12 feet. <laughs> 14, actually. Oh, okay. um, I thought you were speaking to me still. <laughs> but I have had uh, some issues with my body recently. A few a few injuries. Had some minor finger surgery when, uh, when I tried to cast a spell on the ball, as Lee likes to say, when I tried to catch it. But <laughs> I know Lee's had some surgery. I don't think Mitch has had much. But, yeah, I actually, I actually met a surgeon very recently out in the water while I was surfing. And he's a facial surgeon, so it goes well with that that nose joke there. I'm sure he's worked on a few noses in his time. He's probably told that joke before in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd be an expert on the. On Let's the not nose ask jokes. him that though. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, but uh, this is uh, Dr. Andrew Higgins. Hello. Now, Andrew, I just inter- introduced you as Dr. Andrew Higgins, facial surgeon. Is that is that true, or you got a more official name than just a, a facial surgeon? Oh, the the official title's oral and maxillofacial surgeon. But yeah, what was that second whatever, word? Whatever you <laughs> maxillofacial, maxillofacial, your top jaw. So it's, yeah. Oh that's yeah. The actual Obviously, title, yeah. yeah. No, I knew that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I when I met you out in the water surfing the other day, Andrew, I, I uh, really wanted to ask you about sort of some interesting injuries you might have seen, why people have come in to see you for, for surgery. But I, I held back because I thought, you know what, I think other people would like to hear this too, people who listen to our podcast. So I invited you to come on today to talk about that. Uh, do, you reckon, do you reckon you might have a few stories that, that might be of interest? Yeah, there's a couple. I've had to think about a couple of them. So uh, one of them I was sort of telling you a little bit about was a um, 
was a groom who was on his bus party, and he um, they'd all gone to uh, the strip club, which you know as they do, and um, the stripper was wearing wearing heels, and she was on the oh, no. she was on a on a pole, uh, and she swung around on the pole and clipped the groom in the face just under the eye. It broke his eye socket. Oh. Um, and so he, he had to, yeah, so he had surgery uh, only a uh, few days before his wedding and, um, yeah, ended up with a fractured eye socket from that. So that was a good effort. How was he looking on his wedding day? Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, he, was sw- he would have been swollen and bruised. He, he went home. I don't know, maybe a few days before the wedding. Um, but, yeah, the wife wasn't particularly happy. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what story you came up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the wife, but then does he try to hide it from you as well or does he just come in oh. and say, hey, Doc, this is what no, happened? No, no, he told her. It was hilarious. No, everyone everyone loved it. He 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 was very forthcoming with it all. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was proud of it. Okay, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, sorry for my ignorance, but how bad is a fractured eye socket? Like, is your is your eyeball a chance of falling out or something? Or what? Oh well, I mean, he got a, I mean, he got a heel just under. I mean, he had to fracture when just under his eyeball, so pretty lucky it didn't hit him in the eyeball. He would have probably gone blind if it hit him in the eyeball. But um, mm-hmm. you can you can get a bleed behind the eye and from a fractured eye socket and and um, become blind from it. So it is, I guess, it is a risk. It's not common, but it's. Okay. Uh, yeah, possible. Yeah, so I guess, like, so obviously, that shows you. You get stories from all walks of life, not just from the sporting field. But I'm assuming lots of the injuries come on, uh, come to you from from injuries on the sporting field. Is that right? Yeah, most of it's from fighting. Um, it's probably something like two thirds are from people getting in fights, um, and then the next biggest ones are motor vehicle accidents and sporting injuries. Um, I had one guy who was. Um, I was a junior doctor on the team. It was when I first decided I wanted to do that specialty, and I got sent down to emergency to um, admit him. And he used to start taking a history and go, "Oh, hey, how's it going? You know, how did this happen?" He said, "Oh, it's a home invasion." I said, "Oh, that's awful. That's you know, you poor thing." Blah blah blah. And, uh, we couldn't admit him to hospital that day because the hospital's bed blocked. There was no beds available, so we we're going to send him home and bring him back the next day to fix his broken jaw and. He said, oh, I don't want to go home. And I said, oh, look, that's fair enough. You're you know, probably worried about going home since you've been broken into, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, no, no, I actually was the one who did the home invasion. I think I'm going to be arrested when I get home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. You, get, you certainly get a few characters. One other one I was, um, I was thinking of as well. This is quite a strange one. We had a... Um, we had a guy who was, uh, he was pretty young. He was only sort of first year out of school. He was about 18 and he was at a, um, it's, it's very weird. He was at a party and he, um, I don't, he, he'd had a few drinks and one of his mates came up behind him and, uh, poked, poked him up the backside and he, uh, passed out and, uh, smashed his face on the floor. <laughs> oh, and, uh, <laughs> fractured his jaw. Wow. Yeah. True story. Is that oh, like a is that a way. common thing that happens when you someone puts their bah, finger up your backside? I, I'm not sure. I, I don't <laughs> That's weird that you don't I, know. I can't, I can't speak personally, but I, that was the first time I'd um I'd seen it as a pa- of, of a patient. Yeah. Is this what like you and your colleagues come together at the end of the day and be like, 
you wouldn't believe the injury that I saw today. How yeah, he got injured. That's oh. right. Do you tell stories oh, like absolutely. that? Is it, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it was hilarious. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah, because that's, that's literally like our staff room after day's work. That's but you just say everything. <laughs> tell everything. <laughs> you would have some intriguing stories. You never guess what I saw today. Holy heck. Yeah. Well, there's some people, some of the other surgeons wanted to come down and meet this guy because it was such a weird story. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, uh, there's, yeah, you certainly, stories like that don't get it, go unnoticed, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Is there is there one like sport in particular or mechanism of injury that people wouldn't think would cause like facial surgery requirements or um, that, that, that actually does? I can't, to, to to be honest, soccer seems to get a lot. So I mean, it's meant to be a non-contact sport, and it um, it's stacks of facial fractures from that. I think it's because maybe people aren't great a, at headering the ball, Andrew. They keep yeah. getting it in yeah, the snores. Yeah, I guess so. There's that, but there, I think people they just sort of. It's, I'm not sure. There's a lot of head clashes and sort of um, heads to shoulders and knees and that sort of thing. So you, you, it's way more than you think for a non-contact sport. I mean, obviously, you, you know, league and union, that sort of thing, get a lot. But, um, yeah, soccer gets quite a lot. Odd, unusual. Yeah. And, Andrew, I always think about doctors as being the busiest people in the world. But, obviously, you met Haz while surfing, so you still do get to get out there and rip up and, like, this is pretty cool, actually. I find that quite intriguing. Like, if I knew that my doctor was surfing, I'd feel in much better hands. We talked last week about doctor death, so where Ooh. I've got like a massive fear of surgery now. But I feel like if the surgeon came in and said, "Yeah, mate, just made for a surf," I'd be, I'd feel way more at ease. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it sounds good that I was surfing, but if you actually saw me surfing, you probably wouldn't classify it as that. But yeah, I was in the water. <laughs> the so I'll take that. But um, it was a weekend, so that was. I guess it's uh, yeah good to have weekends off, but um, yeah, you get it's generally the um, most of your busy times are when you're uh, in training. But once you finish training, a lot of specialists have a bit more time, but um, still busy. But yeah, it was it was a weekend, so right, yeah, it was good. Sam, I'm going to put you in the truth chair here. You've seen Andrew surf, and you've seen me surf. Who gets the chocolates there? Oh, Andrew's got <laughs> you covered by a long <laughs> way. He's selling himself short. Good surfer. I'm probably way better facial surgeon, but <laughs> but much better surfer than you, Lee. Yes. Okay. Well, I know well you, must, you must be terrible. <laughs> Not a great facial <laughs> surgeon either, as it turns out. <laughs> Has could also be biased by the fact you're using no tox boards, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm shocked you actually haven't mentioned that yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need to anymore. You guys do it for yeah, me. Well, so. true, yeah. right. well, yeah. <laughs> right. oh, Andrew, Andrew, we appreciate you coming on the podcast so much, mate. That's outstanding. Those couple of stories to hear from you, and uh, and yeah, we'll enjoy your surf this weekend as well. No worries, guys. Thanks very much. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That was the good. That was. Have you got any stories down to that list? Any rogue injuries? As walking your dog, anything like that? (laughs) (laughs) Always. I I think I broke my foot as a a kid just falling down the stairs. I tripped down the stairs and broken foot. There you go. Okay, Uh, right. I don't think I've had any like weird injuries like that. Okay. I haven't got anything super closely related, but a funny story that that reminded me of is um from my girlfriend Eloise who worked as a nurse, studied nursing for three years and worked as a nurse for about a week. But she was in pediatrics, so looking after kids, and one kid came in who'd just been in a car crash, and and so she was looking after him. He was in fine condition, but she was just asking him questions like, like. where are the other people who were in the car? Because he was a 12-year-old kid. He obviously wasn't driving. And then he was like, well, we're on our way to Bunnings and we're at the light and sort of got T-boned or whatever. And then she was like, okay, so where, who, who was driving? Well, my mum was driving. Okay, so like, where's your where's your mum? Can I, can I talk to her at all? No, well, she's at Bunnings. We were, we were going to Bunnings. <laughs> so the kids just rocked up at hospital and mum's, mum's just still going down to Bunnings and finished the job. Well, we did hear how important Bunnings is at the start of the episode. That's right. I hope that wasn't the same dating story. Weird. <laughs> Speaking of weird, I saw something at the weekend that was quite unusual. Uh, it actually links with Andrew's fighting stories as well, the, being the number one sort of facial reconstruction uh, surgery. We went to the Aussie National to watch the grand final, AFL grand final, Melbourne mm-hmm. Demons uh, versus Western Bulldogs. And there was a huge contingent of Melbourne Demons supporters when they were at this pub uh, while we were getting a feed. And we like pretty much, I think certainly for me, I was sort of sitting there like, I don't really mind who wins, whatever. It's good to not the Brisbane Lions, so I'm pretty mm. impartial. But the Melbourne Demons supporters, they were very keen. There was a small contingent of Western Bulldogs supporters and both sets of fans incredibly vocal every time there was a goal kicked or whatever. And we'll talk about it later, but at one stage it looked like the Western Bulldogs were cruising, like that they were killing it, going really well. And then the Melbourne Demons put on a clinic from about halfway through the third quarter. But that wasn't what caught our eye. What caught our eye was that there was a man uh, who was obviously incredibly confused with his club loyalty. And I feel like you guys would have seen these people before. And I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. So our man was wearing, we're near the Gabba, like we're right near the Gabba, the home of the Brisbane Lions. So he's wearing a Brisbane Lions cap okay, at the at the pub. Obviously, they're not playing in the game. So there's the first issue. He's very invested in the game, watching it, cheering on. We didn't really know who. He just seemed to be cheering for the game of football in general. And then by like the end of the third quarter, the Melbourne Demon fans were so confident that they were going to win that they started singing the team song. Mm. It's a grand old flag. It's, a, you know, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, good Same. song. Yeah, great Alex song. Alex Bombers. It is the Alex Hills Bombers <laughs> song. We might hear something about that later in the episode yep. too. Um so they're singing that, I and mean, so that's all good, no worries. The Brisbane Lions guy just seems to be getting happier and happier and a bit drunker, and he's walking around, and in the fourth quarter, he's the one leading the song. <laughs> he just starts singing. It's, it's a grand old flag, and all these Melbourne Demons guys saw nothing wrong with it. It's like, yep, yep, he obviously supports us now. <laughs> I'm sure he'd take his cap off if he wasn't going to get sunburnt later. <laughs> I was like, 
Unbelievable. Do you reckon he memorised both just in case so he could, <laughs> so he could lead <laughs> either one? He just wanted to have a good night out with whoever was in the happiest mood. I think. Yeah, he was yeah. just singing. Then we're just sitting there, pretty standard night, and I have no idea what happened if someone was offended by his actions or the fact that he'd betrayed the Brisbane Lions. But the like projector screen that we were watching on just got pulled down, Connor, like massively pulled down. And this Brisbane Lions guy has not appreciated that drunken behaviour walked to the bar and swung a massive haymaker over the top and just <laughs> collected this bloke straight in the head. Like, no. Out of nowhere. It's the first fight I've seen live in about 10 years, I reckon. Wow. He just walked over, old mate had pulled the projector screen down so he couldn't see the footy properly anymore for like the last 10 minutes. He was massively offended, punched him. Wow. Good way to sort it out. That's yeah. No has. Not the best. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't encourage that. No, that's quite poor. Was, that's I think that was sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other guy came back for more. Yeah. Like yeah. five minutes later. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was back. With his, he had his phone uh, out. What was amazing is they were both it. they were both in behind the bar somehow. Yeah. Like rather than the staff being in there serving <laughs> beers, there was like <laughs> a boxing that? match in behind the bar. We were all sitting out and was like, well, this is great out here. No issues. The poor old bar staff are trying to sort out these two idiots trying to fight each other in there. And the projector screen was ruined. And the projector <laughs> screen was ruined. We, so we couldn't watch oh, really? it. So we had so to leave. The end. Oh, yeah, well, we were like, well, we're not getting the scuffle, that's for sure. Yeah, and it was going to the footy anyway, so we'll just leave. Yeah, true. Well, they might have over. been like paid actors to try and create some yeah. excitement yeah. in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might have we were going to be there. Like, these boys need some content for episode 103. Get this happening. They heard 102, they struggled. Not true, great app. There always seems to be that. The bloody Sydney Rabbitohs fan that pops up everywhere. Oh, was this, anyone, was that was that was the other example that popped into my head. Yeah. It, like, there'll be a bloody baseball game, the Boston Red Sox versus Detroit Lions or something, and there's a Sydney Rabbitohs <laughs> fan <laughs> in the background somewhere. What's that all? That's about? turned into like a big internet yeah. meme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how that keeps happening. I always, well, I always feel bad because I, I'm a Brisbane Broncos fan growing up in Brisbane, but I also go for the Sydney Rabbitohs because my dad. Was a, mm. is a diehard South fan, and when I was younger, you know they were struggling. They used to lose a lot, so I wanted them to win, so he'd be in a good mood. If they lost, he was in a really bad mood, and I was like, "Please, has uh, got the belt." Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not quite, Jesus. not quite. But I was like, "Please win," and then, and then, like, finally they won. So I, I was, I was stoked for them, and, and now I'm hoping the Broncos win because it's been a bit, a bit too yeah, long right. since okay. they have. But gotcha. you're getting in a bad mood, eh? I don't. I honestly don't like. like it. Actually, for it. More than it should, because there's worse things in life. But it frustrates me when I'm at a game, a sporting event, and someone's wearing a different team's jersey. I just don't understand. I think that you need to get more options in your wardrobe than that. Mm. Like, if you're at a Gold Coast Suns versus Fremantle game, don't wear your freaking St Kilda top. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I do, I do always get a good chuckle out of that. I'm all for it. You just love the game and you want to show who you support, even if it's not one of those two teams. So, so if I go and watch the West Indies versus Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka, you're encouraging me to go on in my Australian yeah. like, shirt. Yeah, why not? Your okay. Sam Hazlitt bullshit. <laughs> my Sam Hazlitt Brisbane Heat shirt. <laughs> Mine's Sam Hazlitt, Australia A helmet with <laughs> 17 layers of duct tape. Over the like, this guy's a real fan. He's got his helmet on. <laughs> I saw one Keep last week at the uh, South Australian versus WA one day game. There was a guy there wearing a Essendon jumper and a GWS hat See, at a domestic no. cricket game. <laughs> <laughs> That's strong. Was it Sam Hazlitt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That yeah, was weird. 
Boys, what's your favourite things to do in summer? Not cricket. <laughs> Chase the ace in the Australian Open. <laughs> Pretty obviously surfing for mine, I'd say. Oh, <laughs> Chase the ace even me. <laughs> now you get bonus bets for every ace they surf. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. All right, that's good. Uh, one of my favourite things to do, I reckon, would be having a frappe. Know anyone that does one? I do. Yeah. Alchemy Cordials. Do that. Otherwise, yeah, I'll give you a little syrup and make a nice frappe out of it. Some lovely flavours, actually. Pomegranate and raspberry, tropical, mango, guava and lychee. Lychee and green tea. Lychee and green tea, that does sound good. And you can obviously get some Alchemy Frappes at their website, Skin, which is... Alchemycordial.com.au And just remember that you do need to use the discount code CHOCKS10. That has changed. Chocks 10 is the new discount code. It really flows off the tongue. So much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would give you, obviously, 10% off and free shipping. And particularly the free shipping is useful. Remember our friend Stefan? We've told the story a few times. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it has been mentioned. Yeah. More than Cody's one game for Queensland. <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> our, friend, <laughs> our friend Stefan, uh, he loves these frappes. He's all about them. And he also paid for postage whilst living in the same street. That is best move. Time for our sports chat and who got the chocolates this week and it's a segment that we wanted to give to Goaty because he's up and about and we'll get to that in a second but the biggest news was the AFL Grand Final which we have mm-hmm. referenced but Melbourne Demon they won the flag Melbourne Demon sorry they won the flag and this flag is the first in 57 years am I right in saying that? I think that's right. Yeah. I think Connor said that before. Yeah, 57 years it's a long time to wait for a flag. Yep. Yeah it's it's yeah, it's the longest current drought, isn't it? And right up there with one of the longest ever. And uh, but yeah, but now they they already had quite a good GF record, as I alluded to a couple of weeks ago on Skin Stats or something. So they're they're fourth best ever now with thirteen grand final wins. So good on them. And it was bloody dominant, really. For, well, for at least half the game, it was as you sort of already alluded to. It was it was crazy to watch. They just every time there was a centre bounce, they scored a goal. Yeah, after that halfway. So I remember we were watching the game at the pub and halfway through the third quarter, I even said the sentence, Western Bulldogs look unbelievable here. Like, <laughs> the Demons look out of it. I, I think No sooner had that sentence left my mouth mm. than the Melbourne Demons just got every centre clearance and kicked. They went from kicking, at one point they were five goals, ten, and they finished kicking like 20 goals, twelve. Like they only kicked yeah. three more behinds for the whole game and everything yeah, else yeah. was a goal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they kicked bloody straight. They kicked 12 unanswered goals, which I was I was quite impressed with. So I, I had, a, had a quick squeeze, which, I, yeah, 12 unanswered goals is pretty impressive. But it's not the longest ever. I found that Port Adelaide kicked 19 earlier this season and I think the longest ever is 23. That's the longest streak. Geelong in 2018 kicked 23 goals. Sorry to hijack this with a little skin stance, but I just found that interesting. 23 um, unanswered goals. I've, I think I've played in a game where we had 23 unanswered goals kicked against yeah. us. Yeah, that well, that's what tough. I was going to say. Is I was sitting here watching this game where they were just kicking goal after goal after goal after goal. And I've played, you know, maybe two seasons of pretty poor standard of AFL footy. But it's it's an interesting sport. Like, it, it just feels like if a team gets on a roll, there's just nothing you can do to stop them. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think that we had a poor AFL team. I played, you know, a, a season or two before before we went on to win a couple of flags, as you'll soon hear in, the, in our, our segment coming up. But, um... Mm. So like we weren't a bad team, but there's just it's I don't know it feels like such a game of momentum. Like there's nothing you can do to stop it, and that's what it looked like on the weekend to me at least. Uh, yeah. I'm not an expert. I think it's very rarely that the the worst in any football code. Uh, very rarely that the worst team wins. Um, mm. But I think in in a sport like cricket, 
sometimes the worst team can win. Sometimes, you know, if, you, if you're not, not as good as the other team, you can still just things go your way. The opposition, they might be good, but they just make mistakes. You have mm. a good day, you bowl a few good balls, whatever, and just it, it can it can happen like that in cricket, but football codes, I think, not as much. I think that can happen in any sport, really, like that momentum. It's always harder to bat in cricket. You could think it's the flattest pitch ever, but if two wickets have fallen before you, you walk out going like, what the heck's going on out here? Like, it must be... Mm. Must be that hard to bat, like it's, and you, they always say that, like it could be an overused sporting buzz phrase. That one bring two thing, we've probably talked about that in cricket, yep. in our cricket chat heaps. Yep. But yep. it genuinely, a lot of the time, you can seize momentum. Whereas the other times when batters are when batters are batting against you and they're on big runs, you're like, no, we are never getting these two idiots out. <laughs> <laughs> and I've felt like that in footy. You're exactly right. Sometimes it just feels like they're the ball just bounces to them. Or like you, you yeah. just don't. You've got less. I've played in games where I'm like, we've 100 percent got less players on the field. Which <laughs> like it can't be. This can't be correct. Yeah, yeah. Or every time they kick it inside 50, they hit their player on the tit. And every time I kick it outside 50, I hit their player on the tit. Yeah, but that's got <laughs> nothing to do with momentum. <laughs> <laughs> that's our. What's that all about? <laughs> I never understood that watching it like poor levels of AFL. Like if you're kicking the ball, I can understand missing your target, but how do you perfectly hit the opposition player every time? <laughs> you're scraping the barrel. If you're looking for momentum to be the excuse there, that's because well, we suck. Good. Yeah, no, I am scraping the barrel. And I actually I found this quite interesting, so I went back and, and read a little bit of, of literature. And uh, yeah, there's no there's no real good strong evidence for for momentum in sport, or at least it having a, a good effect like a positive effect on, on the outcome of a game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely scraping the barrel there. All right. What about um, these? What about this piece of audio, guys? This was Chris Swan on episode 101, I believe. <laughs> what about uh, what about Normie? Who's taking Normie home if you blokes win? Track. Yeah, fair. The tracker. Yeah. All right. That's a – yep, all right. <laughs> that <laughs> was good. He was pretty happy with it. Yeah. Uh, but that was right. That's that was. spot on. Yeah, so that's yeah. Norm Smith. Uh, so that's the first little instalment in my perfect predictions. Remember how in the Simpsons, Connor, you're a big Simpsons fan. People used to always say like, "Oh, they predicted everything." Like they oh, know yeah. everything. They predicted the yeah, like Trump, nine eleven. Yeah, yeah Trump, they do. Nine eleven. They, do like, they just to do that. They saw it all. Well, they've made seven billion episodes. So yeah, they probably just thought of everything that could possibly happen <laughs> in the world and turned it into a Simpsons episode. Oh my gosh, they predicted this. Mm. Uh, and then the second prediction. Andrew Goatey, we heard last week just how excited he was to be going to the Rabbitohs. Uh, what's that called? Like preliminary, preliminary final. Preliminary yeah. final. They were playing against the Manly Seagulls. And this was the prediction that he made under pressure from Haz. And other quick little bits. We've got NRL finals this weekend. I am cock-a-hoop because I'm going to the footy on Friday night, which is why I'm beloved Rabbitohs. Mm. Pump Manly. I'm, I couldn't be more excited, as you can tell. So, yeah. um, so it should be really good. You're, uh, you're a little bit worried, though, aren't you? Tom no. Turbo? Nope. Oh, Manly looked pretty Not good the other night. Yeah. We'll, win, we'll win by 20. By 20. Wow. And what was the score skin in that game? Uh, the score was 36-16. To the Rabbitohs. Yeah, to the Rabbitohs. I hope they you won some by money 20. on it. They <laughs> won well, he would have. It's Andrew Goody. He loves betting. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And I remember he was getting sprayed. It's a shame he's not here because he was getting sprayed by our newest friend of the show, Owen, on episode 102. That's about right. About how yeah. bad his, his betting was. Betting record. <laughs> his betting yeah. record. And he's just come out trumps there. Mm. Uh, oh, he's got one in the green. Good on him. Yeah. That piece of news to actually skin that's in front of you there that uh, about that man that Has was talking about, Turbo. Yeah, Turbo. He's just won the Daily M, I believe, so. Did congrats, you know that has? Wow. him. Is that if I was a betting man, I would definitely would have put my money on Turbo yeah. for sure. It's breaking now, isn't it? It's like quite current news as we're yeah. as we're recording. So I can't imagine has would have known that. No. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a bit of a delay there, editing an episode and such. <laughs> so as you're listening now, it's old news. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations, Tom Trevojevich. Australia's women cricket team, we watched a full game. We kind of watched from ball one to ball 300 the other night. It was an mm. amazing watching effort on a Friday night. <laughs> it was great viewing. Yeah, exactly. Great great, great game of cricket. Locked in, did not miss a ball. 300's um, the end of the first innings, did you mean? 600. 600, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two innings in two cricket. Innings, so yeah, what right. I was doing there so is because we have a lot of overseas <laughs> listeners. <laughs> okay, right. Just talking them through it. Right, so, yeah, right. that's for one innings and then he watched the second innings as well. So okay, 600 right. So I didn't now. give up and go great. No, carry it. No, yeah. That's right. Uh, I came home for the last two overs. And what was interesting about this game is that they won 26 games in a row, the Australian women's cricket team. It was a mm. massive streak. Uh, it's now ended. They actually got beaten the other day by India, I think yesterday. Uh, mm. So 26 was as big as the streak got. But this 26 game, this was intriguing. Um, there was a no ball on the last ball. So India thought that they had won it. They needed, what, three to win uh, off the last ball. And it was uh, wicket, court. Took two wicket, to tie, yeah. yeah. And it was a wicket, court. So India celebrating, Australia commiserating. Squarely umpire goes, we just need to check that because it was a full toss. So there were a few people that won't know what we're talking about. But the ball needs to bounce, basically. Or if it's a full toss, it gets to the batsman on the full. It needs to be below waist high. Mm-hmm. Squarely umpire's going, we're going to check that. So he goes to the third umpire. They start replaying it. Overturned, no ball. Free hit, Australia win. So oh. after thinking they've lost, yeah, okay. they then got two off the free hit. And they win the game. But, Connor, I was going to throw to you because I thought you made a very intriguing point because we were sitting there going, we can't really tell whether that's a no ball or not. Like, so live, the umpire's gone, it's not. The square leg umpire said it's not. But with the benefit of replays, they're going to check it. And even with replays, we were sitting there going, I'm not sure that that's a no ball. Like, you could justify either way, I reckon. And you had an idea uh, for some technology that you think could be brought in. Yeah, well, I went up to the TV and put my phone on the batter's waist and said, well, that's the line where the ball needs to be under. Mm. So why can't the TV broadcaster put a line on the, t- on the screen when they go mm. to the third umpire and say, all right, that's the waistline, the ball needs to be under there and roll the, roll the film. And if it's under, it's not a no ball. And if it's over, it's a no ball. I'm pretty sure that they've got the technology to do that. But you don't actually know exactly where their waist is. That's the problem. Because it's not where the waistband is in the shorts. Mm. Shorts or pants? Pants, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I make that mistake Actually. all the time in conversation, yes. Yeah. Pants. Um, well, you could probably make a roundabout guess and it'd still be better than nothing. Yeah. Or, I mean, like we've, we've got the technology no, to do they're it. they're not playing in see-through pants. But it's not. No, I'm not suggesting see-through pants. I'm oh. suggesting we're, they're professional cricketers. We know how tall they are. We could probably just measure their waist pre-game, yeah. chuck that into some sort of something. It's in their batting Possibly. stance, though. What yeah. if they stand a bit lower for that? Well, you could probably just, like, I haven't made too much technology in my time, but I can't imagine it'd be too hard to ask someone to stand in their batting stance, measure how high their waist is, and then keep that on record for a little while. But if, with your view there, are the umpires supposed to know the, their waist height or do they look at their pants? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just make a guess. They educate a guess. So then this third umpire has made an educated guess yes, as well. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So that's and pretty overturned stiff, it. That's pretty stiff to lose the game. Yeah, 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 without guess. a doubt, yeah. yeah right. right. It's dramas. The other thing that's interesting too, by the way, about this women's cricket game, did you know in men's one day is how they do first 10 overs power play, yep. two fielders outside the ring, Yep. second, so like from 10th over to 40th over, four fielders outside the ring. Yep. This hasn't always been the case, but it is for probably what has like the last 
four or five years maybe. At least, yeah. yeah. Probably more. Um, and then the last 10, five fielders yep. are allowed outside the ring. Women's game, first 10 is the same, but then four fielders are allowed out for the rest. Because I was sitting there going like... Oh, the rest of it. The rest of yeah, the yeah. game. There's no five. So there's no, there's no five. They never yeah. have five fielders outside of the ring. So I was sitting there the other night going like, what are these idiots doing? Like, put another fielder on the band. <laughs> and they can't. They're only led four out. Yeah. So yeah, there's a piece of learning for you. I wonder what the theory is there. We'll find out. Investigate. Has Ask tomorrow at training. It's not equality, is it? No. no. I, don't, well, I don't know. Maybe it is. I've no idea what there is in this. <laughs> what, a, what a strong way to end the segment. <laughs> Alright, I've got a segment we haven't done in a little while, um, probably a bit too long actually, I, I quite liked this back in the day, it was a good segment, it gives a bit of recognition to the to the local sporting hero. Let me be your hero. Um, and this week it's sponsored by Wrightstone Trading, who provides sales and manufacturing solutions to the concrete and construction industry, so visit wrightstone.com.au to check them out. I can be your hero, baby. The local sporting hero this week has... Nominated himself, actually. He's just sent us a message with a bunch of critiques from our episodes 100 and 101, I think. I wouldn't recommend that method, but it's worked for him. So, <laughs> Guys and girls out there, get on the front foot. Yeah. Yep. Put your names out. Yeah, we always love say, just hit us up and tell us why you're good. That's right. Get in contact with us on our social channels that it works for you. We'll get Andrew Richards on the phone now. All right. Have we got you there, Source? How are you going, mate? You've got me there. I'm here. How are you going? Well... You should probably let people know that Source is the nickname for Andrew because we do, in fact, know him, Skin, as well. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on a nickname basis with Andrew. I'm sure people can probably work out why his nickname's Source, but you're welcome to explain that if you want, mate. Yeah, loves pies. Yeah, featuring <laughs> Source. Big man with red, red hair as well, but... Um, anyway, so so yeah, I'm sure you won't be surprised to learn that we're doing the local sporting hero segment here, mate. Um, it's a phone call you've been expecting, no doubt, Source. Yeah, because you nominated yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, why why did you feel you're worthy of the local sporting hero of the week? Can you tell me that? Well, I don't know if I'm worthy of the sporting local hero, but I think my football team that one both those two jokers were part of once upon a time. Yeah, one yeah. of them this year <laughs> again again abandoned us into the finals to go mm. play some silly sport with a bat and a ball. Yeah, well, I haven't yeah. done that particularly well over those four weeks either, that's for sure. <laughs> no. So I just thought it was about time that we got some recognition for going back-to-back premiers. Yeah, no, fair enough. And you uh, yeah, you let us know that that in our messages. You, you sent us a few points, that, a couple of critiques from our episodes 100 and 101, um, and they were right up there. And anyone much. can send us a message, can't they, Skin? And you're more than welcome to. And in this case, I mean, it's, Paid dividends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I would certainly encourage that. Feedback's just important. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Lee and I mention our, our, our time at the Bombers pretty pretty fondly. You know, every now and then. But we, we've uh, yeah, we probably missed something fairly significant here in that you've, the the Resies have won the last two flags. So yeah, probably, probably worth noting. We um, do. We always make mention of the fact that we played Div Two reserves for the mighty Alex Hills Bombers. Correct. Um, and Source was a captain of that team. That has now gone back to back, which uh, I don't know how many times in history that's been done. I said the Brisbane Lions had a three peat, but yeah. certainly haven't. I haven't heard of too many Div Two reserve sides that have gone back to back. Source, are you aware of many? Not many, mate. We're probably trailblazers in that front. Yeah. <laughs> it would certainly be on the front cover of the the newspaper, wouldn't it? If it had happened, surely. Yeah, correct. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure this was on the yeah. front cover of the Redlands Sporting Council or something. I don't <laughs> think that paper's running anymore. <laughs> Uh, no, but how, how was the season, mate? We 
did uh did your winning streak improve after you know like, lethal's departure around round fifteen or so? Well, we did keep winning. Um, it was disappointing to lose him. If I'm honest, we finally worked out the clock system, which wasn't a clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him talking us about that. That's a shame. It, it worked out how Ruckman actually play a valuable role when you know where they're hitting the ball. <laughs> yep. And okay. he does make mention of that in his yes. second point, I think. Yeah, so. that brings me to, to the next point of critiques you've got for us, uh, which was... Well, we were talking about the, the AFL Grand Final that was coming up and I sort of made a case for Melbourne, um, which was correct. Uh, but my, my case was that they've got Max Gorn who who gets thousands of hit-outs and Lee said that it's the most underrated statistic ever. Overrated. Um, overrated, mm. sorry. Overrated statistic ever and, and it makes no difference, which you weren't too fond of. No, nah, Source didn't take that yeah. one. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, not at all. I didn't hear Lethal Is complaining it? about hit-outs not being important when I was putting it down his throat on the way to a best on ground. I stand, stand by that statement every day of the week. And if you look at the result of the grand final, it came down to ten clearances that Melbourne dominated. And what about the result of the grand hmm. final between Alexander Hills and Morton Bay? To sixty-nine plays fifty-six was the final score. The Ruckman have we, a big influence in that game. We certainly did. We stormed home in the last quarter after being down by four goals. Yep. Oh yeah, you can see that. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, and do. if you go back and watch the replay, the first three centre clearances straight down what probably would have been your throat, but <laughs> it was actually my old mate Jungle at back up to the plate and okay. rode us home. Probably a slightly better disposal coming from Jungle then than coming from me. <laughs> well, they went through the big sticks, which was helpful. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure he probably got his kick spinning backwards as well, which is something Lee and I could never quite <laughs> work out. It's such a hard skill yeah, to get. It really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, no, you've, you've obviously had a decent game there, mate. We're just looking at this scorecard now, and you were fifth best on ground, I believe. So congratulations! Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. Were you I stiff there, Sauce? Because like, I would say probably the games I've seen you play, I'd expect you to be named in the top three. Is five a bit low for your liking? No, the, I was quite pleased to even be on that, mate. I, I struggled big time in the um, the second half of that game on one leg. Um, yeah, blew the old knee out again. So uh, yes. quite sore, mm-hmm. and it's a, that's another reason that you should that this is important. I think recognizing the local sporting heroes, because Source is someone that is, he's a trainer, a sports trainer's worst nightmare when mm-hmm. he rocks up to a football game because he's got to get there an hour and a half early to get on the table, <laughs> get everything strapped. So the fact that he's got himself through a full, full football season is actually quite a substantial effort as well. Yes, sports medicine one hundred and one. <laughs> Take as much neurofin as you can. <laughs> But that that is impressive, and it leaves me wondering: what are your plans for next season, mate? Because I remember like, I've obviously been quite slack at getting down to the bombers over the last couple of seasons. But I remember thinking it's you been were been noted too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking your body was struggling a couple of years ago, and I would have thought one premiership would be the perfect time to call it quits. But you've carried on. Are you going for three in a row next year? Or oh, there's no comment on that stage at this <laughs> point. But um, there's um, yeah, it's a pretty good argument to walk away. Okay. Yeah, but then there's that mm. Lions three-peat that we spoke of as mm. well that you got to remember, Source. Yeah, so that is in the back of the mind. I yeah. wouldn't say there's a fire burning, but there might be some coals still left. Okay. That could be reignited. Mm. Okay, right. I like it. Now, you also uh, you also made one point of uh, regarding episode 101, nothing to do with football, and obviously we do take our hat off and tip the proverbial hat to you for the uh, 
Sporting Hero of the Week award, which hasn't been awarded for a long time, so it's mm. great to have it back in action. And I can think of no better recipient, uh, but also just in terms of a product that might put some fires out, Skin, is First Point. Yep. Yeah, I guess you could use it to put fires out. My shower. I had a story about my shower uh, a week or two mm. ago, which I thought was really big news, and I was quite shocked that my shower door just shattered randomly. Uh, without any force seeming to act upon it. But you apparently have some qualification that... that, uh, that <laughs> <Is> a glazier. <laughs> Once upon a time in another life, yeah, yeah I was a, um, I'm a qualified glazier right. and um, an award-winning glazier. You want to get the true story, I won um, the the Rising Star Award from the Queensland Glass Association when I completed my apprenticeship. Wow. Is that a real award or are you making that up? <laughs> no, no, this is legit. I can send you a photo of the trophy. <laughs> can you please? We need to get that up on our socials. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's fantastic. Yeah, okay. So so I was just ignorant. And you, you've said here, shower screens have got a long history of randomly exploding, mostly due to imported glass from overseas, mostly China, that has too much iron in the glass. And two weeks, yeah, I complained iron. about how long it would take and I was showering without a door for two weeks. And you said two weeks is a... About right for a lead time, but on the long end of reasonable. So <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just wasted the first five minutes of our episode 101. Is pretty much what you tell me. So thanks, mate. Well, I just thought that could have been time used to mention the Alex Hills Preserves Premiership. Yeah, like, okay. it was episode 100 that we won it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's uh, true. Very fair. Yeah, yeah we do apologise. Well, 103. I know. I think he, he's actually been down to watch a few games of the Alex Hills Reserve. Yeah, so right. he would have yeah. probably well, appreciated probably, it. He'd probably stick around and play through the grand finals as well. Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> dedicated man. He would. Well, yeah. you're welcome for me getting you there, Sauce. You, oh, wow. <laughs> you, guys, you guys took over after that. It's probably the business end of the season. I'm not good at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wind us up, Skid. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for your time, Sauce, and congrats on the on the big season. Two seasons, mate, and I, I hope you do stick around and go a third. Absolutely. Let's see how we go. And, uh, Thanks for having me on, Jen. No worries, and if we ever have any more shower screens randomly exploding, we'll be sure to call you in. I love that expression that, too. The, on the long end of reasonable, I'll be using that all the time. Yeah, no worries at all. Yeah. Enjoy, boys. Perfect. Cheers, mate. Legend mate. sauce. Thank Bye. you, mate. Uh, guys, how good's the local sporting hero of the week? So please get in everyone else and nominate your own. That Your local sporting hero may have even given you a sporting moment that made you cry, and that led us on to a segment we asked our listeners and viewers about uh, and that is what sporting moments made them cry and we asked them on social media and there might have been one on the weekend oh uh, yeah going back to that story actually has that i mentioned at the start of the episode uh, and we've got connor sitting in here as we've mentioned already as well we definitely watched a lot of grown men cry uh, very proudly on Saturday evening, didn't we? When the Melbourne Demons, they worked out in about halfway through the last quarter that they couldn't possibly lose. It was a long mm. 57 years, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no. for them, it well, appears, yeah. yeah. For some of the older guys, I guess some weren't even alive that long. No. Nah. But, but it did definitely get us thinking, the sporting moments that make you cry. Uh, and we got some great responses, didn't we, Hart? Some really good entries. Uh, first one wasn't probably a professional sporting moment that we were looking for, but Andy Cappell said, Lee Drennan's century for West Torrens in the 2016-17 Saka Premier Cricket mm. Grand Final. Mm. And I was actually happy to end the segment there, to be honest, but apparently there were others <laughs> well. well. I'll that tell you this. Con- that was at Connor's home ground. Oh, right. Woodville Oval. Right. Was yeah, it I've heard about it a lot. It wasn't <laughs> against you? No, we didn't make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
Well, yeah, this it still makes me cry that I'm still hearing about this, basically. <laughs> oh, that was a triple premiership that year. I'm unsure yeah, if we've I'm, ever mentioned that uh, on the I podcast. I know, yeah, we're all over it. <laughs> um, another one from Jaime Zimmerman, which I think is a, maybe an alter ego, but he said, Anamir's beating Victoria Pendleton uh, in the Olympic cycling in 2012. Big moment for him, made him cry. I was okay. in London for those Olympics. Oh, yeah, that's right. I only went to two events and they were like the judo and the fencing. But they make me cry. Say that that didn't make me cry. Oh, no. Okay, cry with boredom potentially. <laughs> Shouldn't say that. Nah. It was actually <laughs> great. It was a great event to go to. Um, Harry said Peter Siddle's hat trick. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good one on his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, his birthday's that's important right up there. That and significantly better with the Titanic music. Have you seen that video? That <laughs> but what probably is it made better? me cry the second time I've watched it. Yeah. <laughs> what is it better yeah. with the Titanic music over the top of yeah, it though? Yeah. As long as he's not taking a hat-trick against us this year, we'll be happy. But yeah. um, <laughs> Drew Martell said the Cowboys winning the 2015 grand final. We were there. And to be honest, 12 minutes earlier, I was crying sad tears because I thought we'd lost another grand final because it was the Broncos, wasn't it? Thought thought they had it in the bag. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. JT. I, was in to, uh, I was in Adelaide to watch that as well uh, with oh, – I can't remember who I was watching with Sam McNally, in fact. Your coach, Connor, at the time. He's got yeah. a lot of references in this podcast episode. Yeah, and uh, we were both Broncos supporters. And when Jonathan Thurston missed that goal that hits the post, mm-hmm. we've seen that replay a few times, hits the post yeah. and like he's like screaming at the top of his lungs, <laughs> goes to Golden Point and Ben Hunt spills the beans <laughs> straight oh, off the yes. kickoffs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so People that forget that one. Shucks. I had a decent year this year. Ben Hunt played all right. So. Okay, so doesn't play for the Broncos. Uh, uh, Charles said, the first time I played Queensland schoolboys cricket, people kept borrowing my spare box, so I coated it in spray deep heat. I, yeah. grabbed, I grabbed the wrong box. Biggest 23 I ever scored. I feel like this one was like a literal major yeah, try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's taken the question not quite how we meant it, but I not like from it. from happiness, <laughs> from pain. Yeah, from actual genuine pain. Because yeah. I can't Poor imagine... That. We, we used to play that as a prank. Um, like Gwen Goaty, who we know is not here tonight, but definitely Goaty and I have done the old DP mm. track yeah. to each other in the box. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. I'm glad <laughs> I've never been on the receiving end of it. You will be. Okay. <laughs> Was there anyone there you guys saw that, you, that caught you... Caught your eye? <laughs> well, the other, the other one that I thought was impressive uh, because there ended up being like 52 comments on this post, which is quite a bit of engagement. That's plenty of comments. But about 38 of them were to do with movies that were fictional. <laughs> like, for example, Michael Nickel, Average Joe's taking down Globo Jim in one of the Dodgeball's greatest ever victories. Has to be <laughs> <laughs> That's strong. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Much appreciated. Um, well, yeah, I haven't got a movie to add to the list, but uh, and and has I know you haven't. You're not reading this one out because you just told us you bloody haven't even heard of it. But the, <laughs> the miracle on grass, Ash McGrath kicking yeah, the, the fact you how have you not seen that? It's one of the oh, most viewed. I've probably seen it, but I probably didn't really care when I watched it. It was another AFL goal or something that someone. Another, <laughs> it's like, what is it? It's like that you watch the last two minutes of the game, and it's like the most intense two minutes ever. Well, Brisbane someone came back from eight goals yeah, down, and yeah, someone yeah, finally quarter. kicked one straight. <laughs> They kicked eight straight. (laughs) (laughs) That one was from outside 50 after the siren. Yes. Miracle on grass. Four-time siren's gone. Made down by five points. Mm. Kicks it from outside 50. Ash McGrath. It's genius. I actually probably was closer to crying than I am. Yeah. Yeah. 
imagine I would have cried watching that a few times. It's a good video. Mm. But yeah, that's all I've got. Oh, well, as have you got any more? Are we, are we done nah, there? that's it, mate. All right, fantastic. Well, then I think we, we might finish off with a little tweet of the week. <laughs> I love the tweet of the week. There's obviously a, a soccer game going on, and we've got the scorecard. Uh, Hungry Women, 0, Spain, 7. And Paul Doc 93, says, It's a bit unfair. You probably could have at least fed them first. <laughs> Hungry Women. Get a hat. Yeah. That's a good one. That's very good. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, you always you get it sometimes. Has the yeah, you always seem a lot less than impressed with just shit jokes, has <laughs> I think we need to explain it to you. As no, but. no, I get it. <laughs> okay, all right, they spelled right. it wrong, though. Oh, 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 oh right. that's your issue with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spelling thing. That wraps up episode 103 of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. How good. Make sure you do hit us up on every social media platform that we have, which is pretty much all of them, except for MySpace, Bebo, Weibo, and LinkedIn. Uh, to get in touch, we definitely want to hear your stories, maybe your local sporting heroes, definitely your jokes, as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And Mitch, what's our handle? Where can people find us? Uh, we Got The Chocolates. Yeah, we're, we're that on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, ETC. Uh, we should get LinkedIn, I reckon. But um, yeah, so so look out for us. We Got The Chocolates. If you can't find any of those, obviously visit our website, wegotthechocolates.com.au. Isn't LinkedIn for a lot of serious business? Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Good on point. The, we're we're, we're looking for a job. Over, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and if you liked the episode, please give us a five star rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with a friend. Uh, in the show notes, you'll find some offers from our sponsors. So please support our podcast by supporting our sponsors. And a shout out from us if it's the end of season trophy night, a barbecue with your mates, or even a casual morning coffee. If you're in a team and having a good time, we can confirm that you are most certainly getting the chocolates. Good luck in the future. Stumps. Well, that's the podcast. So, what the hell are you still doing here? Go and get the chocolates, you marvellous beast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 